0: I want to share with you three stories for Mother's Day. One day, a little girl is sitting and watching her mother do the dishes at the kitchen sink. She suddenly notices, for the first time, that her mother has several strands of white hair sticking out in contrast on her brunette head. Why are some of your hairs white, Mom? she asks. Her mother replied, Well, every time you do something wrong and make me cry or unhappy, One of my hairs turns white. The little girl thinks about this for a little while and then asks, so how come all of grandma's hairs are white? (laughs) A 15-year-old boy came bounding into the house and found his mom laying in bed. He asked if she was sick or something, and he was really concerned about his mother. Mom replied that, as a matter of fact, she didn't feel too well. And then the son replied, well, don't worry about dinner. I'll be happy to carry you down to the stove. Teenage boys, yep, yep, yep. Mrs. Monroe lives in Darlington, Maryland. She's the mother of eight children. That's it, right there, that's enough, right? (laughs) Well, except for a few interesting experiences, she's just like any other mother across America. She came home one afternoon from the grocery store and walked into her house, and everything looked pretty much the same, but it was a little quieter than usual. And if you're a mom, you know that quiet equals bad. She looked into the middle of the living room, and five of her little darlings were sitting around in a circle, exceedingly quiet, doing something with something in the middle of a circle. She put down the sacks of groceries and walked over closely and looked and saw that they were playing with five of the cutest little skunks you ever did see. She was instantly terrified and she screamed, run children, run! Each child grabbed a skunk and ran in five different directions. She was beside herself and started to scream louder, more frantically and with great gusto, and it so scared her children that each one of them squeezed the skunk. And as the writer puts it, skunks don't like to be squeezed. Happy Mother's Day. End of sermon. <laughs> In all seriousness, happy Mother's Day to all the moms here today and you know, Mother's Day is one of those days can be pretty bittersweet. It's sweet in that we celebrate these wonderful women in our lives who have done so much for us, but then again, it can also be a tough day if your mom's gone on to be with Jesus, or if uh, she's passed away and you're missing her, if she's, um, you know, if you didn't have a good relationship with your mom when you were growing up, or if you, she's, even if she's halfway across the country right now, and you miss her, and you haven't called her yet, you haven't talked to her yet today, and you know, it's a tough day. It can be a really really hard day and we want you to know that we're here with you as a church family we're here with you you don't suffer alone as a church family we care for one another and we love one another we help each other we strengthen each other we weep with those who weep we mourn with those who mourn we rejoice with those who rejoice and we we are here with you today and god is here with you as well god knows the pain of loss for his son, Jesus, went to the cross and died for our sins. And God raised him back on the third day. And he is going to raise us one day as well. And and when he does, the book of Revelation says that he will wipe away every tear from your eye. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ by believing in him, repenting from your sins, confessing your faith and getting baptized, God gives you the promise of eternity with him. And he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. Now, when it comes to Mother's Day, like I said, it can be a tough day, but it is also a day of celebration. We celebrate the wonderful women uh, in our lives who have done such wonderful work. And it may not be your mom. There may be someone special in your life, a special woman in your life, a special lady in your life who had a profound impact on you. Someone who was like a mom to you. Maybe it was a stepmom Or maybe it was a Sunday school teacher, or a sister, or an aunt, a grandmother, or maybe someone in your, maybe one of your children, maybe your daughter or your granddaughters had a profound impact on your life. And so we don't just celebrate moms here at GFCC. We celebrate all women. And we praise God and thank God for womanhood, for motherhood, and for the special women in our lives. And that's what we do today. Now... We're going to look at a passage of Scripture. We're going to look at a single verse today as our main passage today as we talk about three traits or three characteristics of godly women. And we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that can be really hard uh, because uh, it seems like it's a checklist of this spiritual superwoman uh, and it can be kind of challenging and and kind of difficult for for women to read from what I'm told. Um, It's Proverbs 31. And in Proverbs 31, uh, it is the oracle of a king uh, that his mother gave to him. Uh, the king's name was Lemuel. And Lemuel's mom wanted what was best for her son. And that's what a mom does. A mom wants what is best for her children. And, and I know my mom wanted the best for me. Uh, and her prayers were answered when I met my wife, who was a wonderful mother to my son. Uh, and so uh, I just, I thank God for my mom. Thank God for my wife, uh, for the mother that my wife is, for the mom that I had, for my grandmothers. Uh, I've been very blessed for my mother-in-law before she passed. Uh, she was a, a, a wonderful mother-in-law that I had. And so I thank God for the special women in my life. And I pray that you do too. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that in a little while. Um, but when it comes to Proverbs 31, this, story, this uh, Proverbs, uh, it's uh, 31 verses long. And the first nine verses are King Lemuel's mother warning him against the dangers of reckless uh, living, uh, wild women, uh, and excessive drinking. And that's what the first nine verses are about. And then the last 22 verses are what's known as an acrostic poem. And an acrostic poem in in the Hebrew language is a poem where each line begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so... Uh, In this poem, it would be, uh, for example, if you wrote an English poem, and the first line started with A, and the second line started with B, and then C, and then D, and then so on, that's what this poem is in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. It's 22 verses, uh, because there are 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and each verse begins with a successive letter. And so this is Lemuel's mother's way of saying, son, I want what's best for you. And these are the characteristics, these are the traits you should look for, In a godly wife. And like I said, this can be kind of discouraging for women to read because you read through all these characteristics of this woman and think, who could possibly measure up to this? Who could possibly be this spiritual superwoman uh, that Lemuel's mother is talking about? And I don't know that that's the purpose of this passage. I don't know that that's the purpose that Lemuel's mother had in mind that we would read it in the 21st century and try to live up to these uh, expectations. Uh, but I do think that there's a, a, a good challenge there. And like I said, I want to focus on just one verse of this passage this morning. And it's verse 25. And we're going to put it up on the screen. And I'm going to ask you to read it along with me. If you would read this verse with me. Proverbs 31:25. Read it with me. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. And uh, the title of this sermon is Who's Laughing Now? And it goes along with that last part. We'll talk about that in a second. And we're going to take this uh, verse in three different pieces. Uh, We're going to look at each element of this verse. And and these to me are are three traits of a godly woman. uh, And three traits that I have seen in in my mother and in my wife. uh, And in many of the Christian women I know. Uh, Many of the godly women I know have these three traits. And I want to speak both to men and women today. Uh, Because men, I think there's a challenge here for us as well. And so I want to talk to both men and women, teenagers and and adults. uh, And I want to talk to just about everybody today as we talk about who's laughing now. Now, in the very first verse, uh, in in this verse, uh, Lemuel's mother, or King Lemuel, says that uh, she is clothed with with strength and dignity. Now, when it comes to being clothed with strength and dignity... Um, This idea of clothing is not one of, you know, physical clothing, but it is uh, clothing that is uh, outward, uh, I'm sorry, inward. It's being clothed with uh, characteristics and qualities and traits, not name brands and uh, not uh, certain styles of clothing, but it's the inner part. It's the heart of the matter. Uh, And the first thing, the first trait of a godly woman uh, that Lemuel talks about is that she is strong, and ladies, you are strong, and I know sometimes you don't feel strong, sometimes you don't feel like uh, the, that you're able to m- measure up to all of the expectations that it seems that your family has on you, or it seems that uh, the society puts on you, and it's hard to, to feel strong sometimes, but ladies, you are strong, the, the women I know are some of the strongest people I know. And when it comes to strength, this kind of a strength, um, it is not just a physical strength. Uh, I was reading a, 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 on the internet this week that um, when a woman gives birth, uh, it is such a, a high degree of pain that it's like having 22 bones broken at the same time. Now, if you've ever given birth, uh, I would expect a loud amen <laughs> from that, but... Um, Like 22 broken bones at the same time. Ladies, you were strong. That takes a lot of strength to be able to go through that. Ladies, you're strong. But not just strong physically, uh, but you are strong emotionally. To be able to nurture a family, uh, to be able to nurture your family, and to be able to put up with uh, guys, uh, that requires a lot of emotional strength. (laughs) There's the amen I was looking for you're strong physically you're strong emotionally you're strong intellectually you know the strongest women I know are are super smart and uh, I I have a a, a thing that I'm not very good at thinking on my feet sometimes and uh, my wife just thinks circles around me she is one of the smartest people I know Um, so you are strong physically strong emotionally strong intellectually and strong spiritually the concerns of a mother's heart are so great for her children and her family and for those around her and to be able to foster spiritual growth in her children you know my mom was a very uh has been a very powerful influence in my life uh, when it comes to growing uh, spiritually when I was a teenager she held my feet to the fire she held me accountable because I had made a decision to follow Jesus when I was a young man, a young boy and she Uh, reminded me of that commitment that I made to follow Jesus. And she held my feet to the fire and said, you made a commitment to follow Jesus. And she was determined to see that through. And I am the man I am today. And I am the Christian I am today. And I am the pastor I am today because of my mom. And I'm thankful to God for her. So, ladies, you are strong. You are strong physically. You are strong spiritually. You are strong emotionally and strong intellectually. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. Thank God for the strength he's given you. And sometimes guys will be pig-headed and stupid. And we'll look at a verse like this one here. First Peter 3.7 says this. Husband, No more amens. Uh, <laughs> First Peter 3.7 says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. So that nothing will hinder your prayers. And some men have used that verse to justify uh, chauvinism and justify uh, disrespect and degradation of women. And that's not what it's about. And that's not what that means at all. She may be physically, a little physically weaker. But again, back to the birth thing. Women are strong. Ladies, you are strong. And you deserve to be treated with respect um, as our partners uh, in this life. Now, the second trait of a godly woman is you are dignified. You are dignified, clothed with dignity, Lemuel said. You are clothed with dignity. Now, we live in very undignified times, amen? There's not a lot of dignity in our world. Now, the definition of dignity uh, is to maintain composure. To maintain composure. Ladies, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you maintain composure in a world uh, that is so uh, degrading toward you and disrespectful toward you. It bothers me greatly and it angers me tremendously that we have to have a Me Too movement. And I think it is so wrong and I think it is sinful the way that men have treated women throughout the years, especially when it comes to things uh, like harassment uh, when it comes to things like hostile work environments, it is sinful the way men have treated women uh, over the years, and 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 the way that women continue to be treated to this day, it is sinful, and it is wrong, and and it is wrong, and men need to repent, especially in the church. Did you know that there was a after the Me Too movement came out, there was a hashtag Church Too movement of harassment and and degradation, uh, disrespect, uh, and um, uh, just uh, sexual. Um, misconduct in the church and what happens in the church is that it tends to get swept under the rug and that is wrong and it is sinful for that to happen and men it is time for us to repent of our disrespectful degrading attitudes toward women and to step up and say we are going to be an example for the men of this world and we are going to treat women with respect and we are going to treat them with honor and we are going to treat them with dignity men that is our challenge today That there will be no more need of a Me Too movement or a Church Too movement. And it is sinful for the way that men have treated women and it is time for it to stop. It is time for it to stop. To stop. In Genesis 127, Moses wrote this from God. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created who? He created them. Male and female, he created them. God created men and women together. He created male and female equally. We are equally deserving of respect and equal, uh, equally deserving um, to be treated properly. And chauvinism and uh, sexual harassment and sexual misconduct has no place in society and especially has no place in the church. And if you've ever been mistreated, if you have been, ladies, if you have ever been mistreated in the church, I am sorry for what my brothers have done. I'm sorry for the way that you've been treated. I'm sorry for my own attitudes that I've had over the years. And I confess to you that it will not happen again. And it will not happen anymore. And GFCC will be a safe place for both men and women to come and not feel threatened and not feel harassed and not have to experience uh, misconduct in any way. That GFCC will be a place where those things will not happen. But you will be honored, you will be respected, and you will be treated with dignity. For that is what God expects of us. Because the women in our lives and the women of our church are daughters of a king. They are daughters of the king, which means that they are princesses in his kingdom. And they deserve to be treated as such. And it bothers me and it angers me so much that women have been treated poorly especially in the church and it's time for that to change man if you can't stand before god if you cannot stand before your heavenly father and your sister's heavenly father and look him in the eye and say i did everything i could to treat the women in my life with respect and honor think about your wife and think about how would you want someone to talk to your wife or how do, how would you want someone to talk to your mother how would you want someone to talk to your daughter or your sister then you should treat other women the same way. It is time for it to stop. And it is time for us to elevate our game. It is time for us to raise the level of respect and honor and dignity. And it starts with us in the church, guys. It starts with us in the church. So that generations from now, they'll look back at us and say, you know what, that was the end of the Me Too movement Because men started doing what they're supposed to do and treating women with honor, dignity, and respect. That's the challenge today. Women, ladies, you are strong. You are dignified. And you are confident. You are confident in your God. You are confident in your Heavenly Father. So much so, that Lemuel says you can laugh at the days to come. And I don't mean a nervous kind of laughter, like, a, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen next. No, it is a confidence in God, the one who holds the future, the one who holds your hand, the one who holds uh, the plans that he has for you, the good plans that he has for you. You can laugh at the future because you know that your God and your heavenly Father holds the future in his hand. You don't have to fear the days to come. You don't have to fear the future because God is already there. And God is holding your future in his hands. And you can put your trust in him. And you can put your faith in him. And that's my challenge for you today, ladies. Laugh at the future because you know that God is already there. And he will provide and he will take care of you. And he will guide you and lead you and watch over your families. And especially, you know, we live in, tr- in tough times. Uh, things aren't always great financially. And I have a heart for single moms. And if you're a single mom, I know it can be really hard to laugh at the future and to say, you know what, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Put your trust in your Heavenly Father. For He goes with you and He cares for you and He will get you through to the future. So that when you are looking back on it, you say, you know what, I could laugh at the future, I could laugh at the days to come, Because my God brought me through it all. One last thing I want to do today. Is I want to pray. And we're going to take a few moments. And I'm going to ask you to pray along with me. I want to pray today for the special women in our lives. Who have made such a difference to us. Who have made such a a deep spiritual impact on us. And I want you to think about a, a, a woman in your life. It could be your mom, a grandma. It could be uh, a sister. It could be a sister in the faith. It could be a mother in the faith. I want you to think of that person, that woman, who brought you to church or brought you to Jesus, who who prayed for you for endless, endless prayers and countless prayers. I want you to think of that person who brought you to church, who brought you to Jesus. And I'm going to pray in just a moment. I'm going to pause in the middle of my prayer. I'm going to ask you to take that time, those few moments, and thank God for that woman who made such a difference in your life. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we do thank you for moms, for the women who have made such a deep, profound impact in our lives. We thank you for our our physical mothers who gave birth to us and brought us into this world. We thank you for our spiritual mothers who imparted the the faith to us, who helped us know Jesus better, who helped bring us to church. Sometimes, against our will, they still brought us. And we're sitting here today because of some very special women in our lives could be a Sunday school teacher or a youth sponsor could be our mothers our wives our daughters our granddaughters our grandmothers lord there are so many special friends who have brought us to you we thank you for them we thank you for their influence and their impact in our lives and now lord we pause for just a few moments say thank you for these special women and to ask your blessing on them. God, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. And now we pray for these special women asking your blessing upon them and their families. I thank you for my mother, for all that she's done for me, for all the prayers she prayed. And I pray that, Lord, you would bless her today. I pray for those who miss their moms, whether it's because of distance, whether it's physical distance or emotional distance, or whether it's because they've gone on to be with Jesus. We pray for those who hurt today, asking for your comfort, asking for your peace. And Lord God, thank you for for being our heavenly daddy, for loving us so much that you gave us these wonderful women in our lives. And now we pray that you would bless the rest of this service and the rest of this day. In Jesus' name, amen.